I think we're geared for happiness. We are. We're geared for magic. We're geared for joy. We thrive in in that. So if you're going through a really, really bad time, it's important to self-care, to figure out where you can go to a safe, private place, to allow yourself the time to breathe the negativity out, to let go of the pain, to let go of sadness, and to ask the universe to reconnect you with joy and your truth. That was Mary Alice Stevenson. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Happy holidays, and welcome to the Marnie on the Move podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's Marnie Salop. I'm your host. If this is your first time here, or you're a regular listener, We have some exciting updates. Our weekly podcast will be dropping on Saturdays moving forward into 2019. Special episodes, live podcasts, and branded series will be released midweek. Additionally, I'm super thrilled to announce that we are bringing the podcast to life this January in a live to headset mobile summit taking place January 15th through the 23rd at venues in and around New York City and Brooklyn. Sign up for our newsletter to get the invite and learn more at MarnieOnTheMove.com. Last announcement, Cap Beauty, the 100% natural beauty and wellness online and brick and mortar retailer, would like to offer Marnie on the Move listeners 10% off their signature products at CapBeauty.com. Use the code CapLovesMarnie upon checkout. Okay, now, on to the episode. Today's guest, Mary Alice Stevenson, is a real game changer and a true trailblazer. She is a world-renowned style and beauty expert, an award-winning humanitarian, and an entrepreneur pioneering a movement to help people around the world as the founder and force behind her empowerment platform and nonprofit, Glam for Good. Mary Alice and I talk about the strength, passion, and heart that it takes to pursue her vision. We discuss her entrepreneurial journey and how she is living her purpose doing what she loves. We talk about Glam for Good, where it began, the initiatives, the work, and the ways you can get involved with this amazing nonprofit. Mary Alice has worked for some of the world's most prestigious brands, celebrities, and fashion magazines, including Vogue, Allure, Mary Claire, and Harper's Bazaar, which is where we met. Over the past few years, she has truly leveraged her fashion expertise and network, bringing her talent for style and beauty to a mission close to her heart. The Glam for Good Foundation harnesses the healing power, joy, and attention that fashion and beauty have to offer to help boost self-esteem and promote positivity amongst women and families in need of empowerment. Glam for Good partners with nonprofits and fashion and beauty brands to provide life-changing makeovers, clothing giveaways, and confidence-bolstering fashion and beauty initiatives for everyday heroes and people in need. 
The organization has helped over 25,000 women and their families, delivered over 5 million wardrobe, beauty, and personal care essentials, and has had over a billion impressions on their positive content. Mary Alice has been the recipient of many awards and honors, including Life Camp's Deepak Chopra Visionary Award and the Most Innovative People Award by the United Nations World Summit of Innovation. In 2014, she was honored to participate in the former First Lady Michelle Obama's Fashion Education Workshop at the White House as part of Mrs. Obama's Reach Higher Initiative. Stevenson also co-hosted Glam for Good's first international initiative, a joining forces Glam for Good event with the former First Lady Michelle Obama. Get ready to be inspired, moved, and motivated to get involved. You can go to the Glam for Good website at glamforgood.com and that's G-L-A-M for the number four, good.com or follow them on social at Glam for Good. If you enjoy what you hear, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Also, head over to our website, marnieonthemove.com and sign up for our newsletter, The Download, to learn about upcoming events, deals, and giveaways. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Marnie on the Move. Additionally, if you have any questions, whether it's for me, our guests, send me an email, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and we will get the answers you're looking for and read them on the podcast in our Just Ask segment. But before we get started, a word from our fueling partner, Renee Fries. Today's episode is fueled by Renee Fries Hair Care Products, the all-new Scandinavian-inspired cloudberry-infused line from world-renowned hairstylist Renee Fries. Renee was recently a guest on the show and brought me some products to try. I was immediately hooked after using the products. They really, truly are amazing. I tried the thickening cleanser and conditioner and the styling cream. These products have been game changers for my hair. As you know, I'm training and exercising almost every day, swimming a few times a week. The cleansers and conditioners are super light, nourishing, simple, and they smell great. Of course, they are paraben-free, not tested on animals, and full of great natural ingredients, including extracts from cloudberry, rhodiola, and birch. Head over to his website at reneefries.com or shop his Amazon store at amazon.com slash Okay, now on to the episode. So we are here today with Mary Alice Stevenson. Hi, Marnie. Hi. I'm so happy to be Thank here you for with coming. You. It's snowing outside. It's a classic New York day. And you came all the way into the city. Well, to do for this. you, anything, Marnie. We have such a long history together, both starting out in New York City. And so I'm just proud of you and you're kicking butt. And Thank I you. love your podcast. And I'm so happy to support. I am even more proud of you, but I'm not surprised with what you're doing with Glam for Good because it's truly unbelievable and amazing. I remember when I was 20 something and I worked for you and that's how we met because you were working in Harper's Bazaar and you were just starting your career and you were the sittings editor. And I was one of those interns that couldn't be in the closet so you kind of like took me under your wing and took me to photo shoots with you. And it was one of the most amazing experiences as uh-huh. someone who's a young intern in New York trying to get into fashion. You were so much fun. You always had such a big heart and everyone always loved working with you. So it is no surprise to me 20 years later that you're using all of the amazing fashion and beauty and 
energy that you've had in this industry to do something really awesome. So tell me a little bit about Glam for Good. Well, first of all, thank you. You're making me feel emotional. And I saw, I think one of the biggest, most important things as a human being is not to be scared of others' light. And if you are a lighthouse, you don't want to attract stormy weather. You want to attract people in your light that are equally as dynamic, no mm-hmm. matter their age, as smart, as vivacious, which you were as an intern. And I saw your greatness. And so I like to surround myself with people who are groundbreakers, who see that anything is possible with conviction, determination, and passion. And I saw that in you. And so here we are today, all these years later, you've had great success and so have I. And Glam for Good is really an empowerment platform and a nonprofit that uses fashion and beauty and all things stylish to honor courage, to empower self-esteem, to raise awareness and help people in need. And we have worked with women and girls going through some of life's toughest challenges. My team and I have helped women who have lost children from gun violence, lost their homes from natural disaster, lost their way because of substance or domestic abuse, lost their limbs because of war. And we have seen the healing power that fashion and beauty and giving to people provides to empower self-esteem and dignity. So it's an honor for me to use the many years that I've had in the fashion and beauty business and the community around all of that, people like you, to be able to start and launch Glam for Good. And now we've worked with over 28,000 women and girls. We've given 8 million in new clothing, personal care essentials and services to our recipients. And we've really custom created give back initiatives all over the world. That's so incredible. So how do brands connect with you? How do they get in touch with you? And what are some of the things that brands can do to help work with you from all industries? I think that it's my journey with Glam for Good has been completely love-fueled. It didn't start with any money. It started with compassion and conviction and just seeing a need that I felt an industry that's sometimes not connected to purpose could potentially help uh, meet that need. And so for me, it was really, I'm not a philanthropist. I wasn't married into money or married to someone that could fund a nonprofit. I didn't sell my company. So right. you know, obviously I'm not Bono. So I started Glam for Good with just a community and friendship and seeing that need. And so I use social media. So it was the social media imprint that I had built through my career and doing media in my career. And I started on a grassroots level using social media to get what we needed because I had people in the industry mm-hmm. following us. So when we worked after Hurricane Sandy to recreate the wardrobes of 117 firefighter families, I literally would tell people exactly what we were doing, mm-hmm. how we were doing it, how we were helping, which I think is super important, and what we needed. And within 45 minutes, brands started sending denim, boots, underwear, socks, hoodies, because of the incredible philanthropic community that is the fashion and beauty community. Social media was a crucial tool for me to launch Glam for Good. 
And to this day, we use it in every initiative. We use it to crowd rise around initiatives, mm-hmm. which means basically saying, hey, guys, we want to work with a thousand teachers that lost everything in Hurricane Harvey in Houston. Can you help us? Which we did end up going to Houston and doing exactly that through social media and crowd rising and our community of supporters. Brands, so brands reach out through social media. Brands have now found us. They reach out through the website and brands both give in-kind donations and monetary donations. And I think why brands really want to participate with Glam for Good now more than ever is because we are experiential. So when you partner with Glam for Good as a nonprofit, you can then come in with your teams and get actual do-good content that is authentic. You can see exactly who your money and in-kind is helping because you're right there with us. And so how do people, do people ever reach out to you that are in need independently? Oh, for sure. Every day. I mean, Glam for Good now has quite a community and that's been growing dramatically. We have a like-minded partnership philosophy. We work, we've worked with over 55 other nonprofits. So many nonprofits reach out because what we have is at its core of Glam for Good in every initiative we do to empower self-esteem, we give new clothing, personal care essentials, beauty products, skincare, eye care, eyewear, and self-esteem building uh, services. And most nonprofits, they don't have that. So they may address mental health. They may address homelessness. They may, they may address getting water to where it's needed. But we then partner with these various nonprofits in many ways to do our initiatives. We did a big back-to-school initiative this year for 350 kids here in New York City, which we partnered with H&M. And we invited, we vet our recipients. So we, we had, you know, NYPD brought... Uh, youth that were in need. We had about seven charity partners that we invite into our initiative. So I met with Deepak Chopra when I was first starting Glam for Good. And Deepak Chopra said to me, Mary Alice, what's so special about Glam for Good is that you really can have a scalable circle of giving. And as long as you don't ever get threatened by helping other people while you're helping Glam for Good, this could really grow and become a movement because very few nonprofits that are experiential also uplift other nonprofits, which we have done from the start and believe in and will continue to do. That's amazing. What are some of the other nonprofits that you've worked with? We've worked with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We've worked with the American Cancer Foundation, the Bob Woodruff Foundation. There's a list on our website. A lot of different organizations in Puerto Rico, San Jorge Pediatric Foundation. So some big ones and some small ones. And we really believe in doing that, whether it's community groups, hospitals, schools, or brands. We have a real collaborative philosophy, and that's been, I think, what's helped us to thrive. We also have a program with New York City Child Services that we launched this year, and we were the first nonprofit to create a pop-up for kids in need, kids in the custody of the city and child services, and new clothing and self-esteem building services for these kids. And it, it was amazing. I mean, I was kind of mad that it's never been done before, as I'm like, wait, why hasn't this been done? <laughs> you know. But at the same time, I was really honored for Glam for Good to be the city's partner on that. Where did the desire to help and give back begin for you? I think that for me, I've had a great sense of purpose in life in that at the end of the day, really nothing else matters than how you love people, how you give to people, how you care for people. 
And it is, you know, Glam for Good is also a business. So, you know, and, and most nonprofits are. And I also have this great desire to help other women that are running nonprofits because I also see how difficult it is to do. So I think that, yes, you have to be able to go out of your comfort zone and maybe potentially be someone that rushes forward instead of steps back. It depends mm -hmm. on your personality type. So I've definitely been that person that has always kind of tried to go to help. I know a lot of really special, compassionate, loving people. They just don't know how to get involved in nonprofit work or service work. And so that's also been a great tool for me to be able to understand that because we've created initiatives that people can actually come in and help us and they see it and do it. And it makes them feel good too. And, you know, the beautiful thing about giving is that, yes, it helps the people that you're giving, but it also helps you. So in many ways, it can also be quite a selfish, but rightfully so. And it's okay to be processed when you serve, you're serving yourself because it fuels great self-respect and you feel good about what you're doing. And in this world, there's a lot of bad stuff happening. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Every day, all day yeah. long. So to help people helps you too. And are you still styling and doing all of the fashion work that you do? Yeah. My career in fashion, I could have never started Glam for Good. And I think without my career in fashion and continued career in fashion. And I think that's what I would say to any young person listening to this podcast is that although social media and your devices are so important in what we do now, that also to put your devices down, to look up, look someone in the eye, connect, let them show you who they are, help them become. And I think that with my career, that even in our story and how we met is that I've always been very open to involving people at every level of my career to help me, to help them and with Glam for Good too. And all those people have circled back at some point or time. I have a board of directors of 16 really successful humans that have all at one point done Glam for Good initiatives through the course of my learning journey with Glam for Good. I have 45 advisory board members that have all Glam for Good with me too. You have in some way too. You know, I mean, everyone's I been involved. Were, um, I know. I remember when you were looking for a coat for Hurricane Sandy. And yes. I had reached out to one of our old clients, yes. a friend of mine, and then they showed up with a truck of coats. You saved the day. Seriously, that was I mean, a huge... That was that was a huge It felt moment. good to be able yeah. to like, at one point, be able to have somebody that I worked with, with all the stuff that we do, yeah. right, in PR and marketing, to be able to actually ask someone to do something that's bigger than just helping right. their brand. And they were excited to do it. Yeah, they're excited yeah. to do it. And I also think the great news now for do-gooders out there is that doing good is good for business. For me, we're a nonprofit, but if there's a fashion brand or a beauty brand or a tech brand or a financial institution that wants to help and it helps them by helping, that's fine. Yeah. You can take the content by donating and partnering with Glam for Good. You will actually be able to go in and see uh, how you're empowering and use that. If that's going to help you sell more, then do it. It's a marketing tool for many brands now. What I don't like is how brands say they're helping and, and then they, they really aren't. And I also yeah. think it's a trend for a lot of young girls on Instagram and people to be talking about the good they're doing. But you know what? Doing good is tough work. You got to get into the trenches. It's more than just like, it is to actually help people takes a lot of time, energy and commitment. So talking about it, yes, because it raises awareness, but I really respect people in my life that actually come into the trenches with us and give their time and the gift of their intelligence also to help us.
I think, you know, speaking of some of these initiatives that you've done, what are some of the other services that you offer to people in need? I know that you have a page on your website where people could find out more about this. I was looking at it and you have different hashtags that are associated Uh, with each initiative. So maybe you could share a little bit about that. Well, we custom create initiatives. So for example, with Mrs. Obama, I co-hosted with Mrs. Obama an initiative in Vincenza, Italy on a military base for new military moms or expecting military moms and families because to serve and to have your partner serve and for you to be expecting far away from home, it's hard to get what you need. So we build out and create initiatives that those expecting moms may need and from beginning to end. So it's, it's custom creating initiatives. And yes, it has to do with fashion, but really we also do services like eye exams. So when we go into high schools, we do what we call our hashtag vision quest and it empowers senior high school girls and boys Mm -hmm. too, to go out and to really see it, to be it. And we provide not only an empowerment panels and mentoring, but we also at the core of every Glam for Good initiative is our shopping sprees for free, which get new clothing, new accessories, workout wear, work wear, kids clothing to people, no matter what the situation is, that is all brand new. And so for the Vision Quest, we helped those girls build out career-inspired wardrobes, check their eyes. Most people in need can't afford to get their eyes examined with our amazing philanthropic partner, VSP. We get them eyewear. We do skin care, even things like cutting hair. Mm-hmm. But we have six impact pillars. So we'll go into homeless shelters. We work with the victimization of women and girls. So we'll go into domestic violence shelters or work with women that have been sex trafficked, help them get back on their feet. We work in natural disaster zones. So mm-hmm. we we're heading to California in January to work with families that have lost. We're actually started already with families that have lost everything in the fires. We were in Puerto Rico and Houston. We work with gender equality and also health. So we'll go into hospitals and our initiatives are quite big, usually 50 to pretty much go up to about a thousand people. So okay. if we're doing something around breast cancer, We'll work with 100 women that have battled breast cancer and through breast cancer, your body changes. So we'll get them clothing and maybe organic beauty products or things that they need just to feel great when they're going through something tough and give them one last thing to worry about. Because many people going through life challenges have a lot on their plates. And so if they feel good and they feel they can present well and feel good about themselves, then they can focus on serious things like rebuilding their lives. Do you set people up with career coaching and mentors or anything like that? We've done mentorship through panels and through seminars. We don't necessarily, we're not a mentorship nonprofit. I mean, at at the core of every Glam for Good initiative is a give. So, and that give is every recipient that comes to a Glam for Good initiative goes home with a thousand to five thousand dollars worth of new product to help them through something that they're going through that's tough. For example, in domestic violence shelters, women have to leave fast from an unsafe environment with their kids or they're taken by the police into a domestic violence shelter and they're taken with nothing. So they have nothing. I mean, I've been in domestic violence shelters where the women come with literally like a CVS bag that has their toothbrush and that's it. But yet they have to go face the outside world 
looking like nothing's happening, even though they have, they can't go back into their home environment because it's unsafe. So we'll go into domestic violence shelters. We'll bring in new clothing. We'll bring in beauty products. We'll get their haircut. We'll do some, any kind of personal care initiatives for them and their kids, get their kids, you know, anything from, you know, underwear to sleeping pajamas, stuff to wear to school, to backpacks, this kind of stuff. And so at the core, really, it's a give of new clothing and personal care services. The same thing you're looking for all of those things for when you go over to California to help all the families that have been displaced from their homes. We have, you know, hundreds of in-kind donors that mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like us. another hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to connect and, uh, you with on an email great. after this podcast. I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think what's been interesting for us is because of sustainability and because of youth today, young people want authenticity. And so many brands that used to be able to put things to fire. So many brands, when they didn't sell clothing or beauty products, they didn't want it to go back in the marketplace because it would devalue their brand. So they put it in a fire pit. They burn it. They destroy it. We've seen a lot of examples of people taking pictures and kind of calling out brands that have been doing that. And so brands can't do that anymore. So they need to unload it. They need to figure out, so why not use it to help people? It's perfectly nice things, you know? And so that's what we've found. We have many brands have sent things that the boxes will say damaged on them and we'll open it up and it's incredible clothing that's never been worn And we're just happy to have gotten it, that it wasn't destroyed because we like to put it to good use. I mean, that's a great solution for some of these brands that are looking to do good. It's it's a service to the brands as well. Absolutely. And then they can come in and use it as a tool to show they're actually helping people with their products. But for us, you know, getting new clothing and beauty products has been easy and we've had some incredible support with that. Um, Monetary donations is really always the best way that you can help us Mm -hmm. because it allows us to scale and meet the demand. We can't meet the demand that we're seeing right now. We really can't. We're really in 2019 focused on philanthropic partners that really understand the scope and scale of what we do and can be great partners in uplifting us to meet the demand through monetary funding. What kind of funding are you looking Obviously you probably want billions of dollars, right? <laughs> millions. But like millions and billions. billions. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, you're also running yeah. a business. You need to grow your infrastructure right. as well. Right. We have done if you go back and look at many nonprofits, 990s, everything is transparent, right? So we did our first audit, self-implemented audit this year because we believe in complete transparency. And um, But many nonprofits start with endowments, you know, millions of dollars from philanthropic families or from grants from right. we're non-governmental organization. So we've never got a government grant. Right. And because Glam for Goods, it was just basically me starting. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not a philanthropist. It started basically with no movement and no money. It it grew into a a grassroots movement. And before we became a 501c3, we'd already Glam for Good with, you know, Oprah, Michelle Obama. We had talked about Glam for Good at the White House, at the United Nations. We'd worked with pretty much a lot of top stars and magazines. And it was really true, just passion and a lot of good was done. But now we really hope to partner with institutions to grow and to be able to globally get to take these goods to people that need them all over the world. We've done a little bit of that. We'd like to do it more. And that really takes... That takes a, a lot yeah, of funding. But I remember so. you have a warehouse where you keep everything. Yes, or you have a warehouse. I remember... And- having people were coming to the warehouse and you were like looking for volunteers to help you get products to people. Right. We don't have an open, it's not like a shop. When we go do pop-ups, that's where we would have. For example, yesterday at Glam for Good, we worked with 
some women that had been detained at the border and finally through other nonprofits were released. We're starting here with their kids after being separated from their kids. They're here in New York with absolutely nothing. They had fleed. They were asylum seekers, fleed from sexual violence and persecution in their countries and arrived here as young women in their 20s with kids with absolutely nothing. So we had a few of them there in the warehouse space yesterday pulling in a private place. So we use the warehouse space for people that are invited to come in to create. We help them create wardrobes for them and their kids so they, they can get back on their feet. You know, like shelter, like food, you, you yeah. can't live without clothing. So right. it's, a, it's a necessity in life and how you present yourself and move forward is, is very important. The work that you are doing is so wonderful. It really takes a strong, inspiring leader to pioneer this kind of movement. How do you stay positive and move forward when you are exposed to so much sadness and pain? Right. We, we worked with this one woman, Elian Exi, and I'll never forget, she had been a victim of domestic violence. She was stabbed over 72 times on her face, shoulder, and back. Her boyfriend took a hammer and knocked out all her teeth while she was at home with her daughter and her mother. Her boyfriend was put in jail and is hopefully still in jail. We worked with her after she had gone through multiple plastic surgery, and she really just wanted to be able to feel beautiful again and go through this process to kind of become one with her back in herself as a, mm -hmm. as a female presence. And I remember working with her and seeing her scars. And often I see people's scars. And sometimes you don't see people's mental scars as much as you can sometimes see their physical scars, you know, from burns or through wounded warriors we've worked a lot with. And, and I see the scars and I hear about what they've gone through and sometimes I can feel the pain. But what I try to do is lean back from all of that and kind of let that float by and focus on perseverance, on hope, on the fact that they've been able to go through so much and are still alive and are still every day looking life in the face and saying, I'm here despite all the difficult things I've gone through, I'm here and I'm going to make it. It's going to be okay. It's, and that is deeply profound because you realize that people can just get through anything in life. And no matter how much they're broken, no matter what they've gone through, they have to stay positive and surround themselves and move forward to light. Otherwise you can get, you can drown. People get drowned themselves in their own negativity. I mean, no matter how bad you've had it, there's someone else that has had it even worse. And then you start getting into the whole self-pity thing. What you need to do is get help, acknowledge, work through. There's a lot of pain. Work through and, and try to just really surround yourself with people that will encourage and support your personal growth and help you get through. I, you know, many of the teens we talk to, they are in situations because their parents are substance abusers or mm. domestic abusers. And to be a young person surrounded by such damaging situations, you know, how some of these kids get through is, is mind boggling. So when I'm always speaking to kids, I say that you can choose who you're friends with and you may not be able to choose who you're born into. You may not be able to choose a situation that happens to you, but you can choose to meet whatever of those situations in the way that is positive and also who you surround yourself with. If you're friends with people that belittle and shame you and in personal relationships with men that belittle and shame you and dim your light, you need to move away. You need to surround yourself with people that will tell you that and see your greatness. And I think that's like important for everything. I mean, Everybody. no matter what your situation is in life, I mean, you could be tremendously 
happy and successful and all those things. And you still need to think about the people you surround yourself with, especially, I mean, across the board, like teen, adult. Right. I mean, that's so important. And even when you're like building your business, it's important. Absolutely. There's going to be crappy things that happen on a daily basis that we all have to deal with. That's another thing I tell people, you know, there's going to be hard relationships in your life that happens, but it's, you have a choice in how you're going to, are you going to let it pull you down? Are you going to learn from it and use it as a stepping stone and a learning situation to build yourself up? And sometimes, you know, I've been in bad difficult situations and and relationships that were difficult. And you also take responsibility and think, you know, it's okay to think you're great. So think, think to yourself, you know what, this person is not healthy for me and I'm either going to let it go or I'm going to stay in it and hope they learn through my kindness, through my love, through my positivity to be a better person too. Yeah. And now you have a 13 year old son. Yes. So, I mean, does he work with you at all? Does he help? Is he involved? Yeah, he's come. We did a, we have a Girl for Good initiative, which is younger girls. And we had an initiative in a homeless shelter for for young women and their kids. And my son came and we had all these girls. They were like eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. It was really cute. And their moms Mm -hmm. were helping too. And we were giving about $25,000 in new clothing to the women in the shelter for their kids and their And we had a party and I think empowering joy is also something that, yes, we have gives and we're getting people what they need, but empowering joy is something we can all do every day. Like if you can make someone happy, why hold back? Even if you can give them a compliment, like everyone shuts down, especially in New York and big cities, like connect with people, make people feel good because it comes back to you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so great that your son's involved and that kids are involved. It's a really good thing for them to see, especially living in New York City. You're so disconnected from everything. Right. Exactly. And I think that young people nowadays are incredibly, I think of them as global citizens of good. Yeah. Yeah. They're incredibly open to helping and they're more educated than we were (laughs) about making a difference. And so it's an honor to have so many young people involved in the organization and wanting to really do things in life that are purpose-driven yeah. instead of superficial, materialistic, and ridiculous. So That's it, fun too every now yeah, and then. No. But, I mean, look, you know. <laughs> but, but making a difference in people's lives, and whether it's just your friends, whether it's your family, or whether it's a thousand wounded warriors, is all good. And so now do you meditate? How do you disconnect from all this or re-energize? I do a lot of hiking. And I go to this place in Calabasas, California called the Ashram, which is a hiking retreat for a week and I'll go up into the hills and I'll hike really hard. So I'm sweating and I'll cry. So for me, releasing through tears and giving it up to the universe and doing some kind of energy work is super important. I do energy healing. I think in life, there's these invisible lines, connective lines that we all, if you care and things are heart driven, you connect to everybody around you. You're like an empath. Yes, exactly. You need to clear out. We all need to clear out that and detach some of those lines. And by letting yourself kind of mourn things that didn't work in your life or sad things in your life or sad things you've seen to mourn it to release it and then to kind of clear it out is really important because it reconnects you with I think that we're geared for happiness we are we're geared for magic we're geared for joy we thrive in in that so if you're going through a really really bad time it's important to self-care to figure out where you can go to a safe private place to 
allow yourself the time to breathe the negativity out, to let go of the pain, to let go of sadness, and to ask the universe to reconnect you with joy and your truth. I've always prayed. I mean, I've always, I don't pray in a church, but I pray to the universe, like keep me connected to my truth and to my path. And there's times when I started Glam for Good that I didn't, I, I'm like, what am I crazy? This yeah. is like hard. What am I going from Starting like a, a seven figure career to like a nonprofit leader making no money and basically donating all my personal money to launch this. And so this was not an easy path, but when you connect with the universe and your purpose and you ask yourself every day, like, is this my truth? Then it keeps you on, I think, the right path. So what are some of your goals? I mean, as we head into the new year, I don't believe in resolutions, but I believe in goals and intentions. So one goal is to get the funding that we need to be able to meet the demand that we're getting. So to be able to actually get more grants and some big financial institutions to support us. And now that we've done all the work, having an empowerment platform, a nonprofit, when you're an entrepreneur, you can get, you know, seed round and get money for an idea. Not when you're a nonprofit, we've had to quantify, 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 show how we help people, show what we do to help people, show who we've helped and really quantify it all. So it's now, now we've done that. We've paid our dues. We've had, you know, we have all the accomplishments. We're an award-winning nonprofit. And now I'm really hoping to find people that understand and see our worth that will help us be able to do more in a way that is more effective. So that's my biggest goal. And also, I think just continue to work with young people and do as much as I can to help other people reach their dreams and share some of the ways in which I've reached mine. And hopefully in some way it helps. But when you're interacting with so many young people, as you know, because you, yeah. you know, you're learning too. I mean, I've been meeting with a lot of people in their 20s and in a lot of the teens and they have so many incredible ideas. It's so inspiring. Yeah. Kids today are so smart and they're so inspiring. And, you know, everybody kind of is down on technology and, but I actually don't think it's such a bad thing because it allows them to explore what they're interested in and develop their talents. I mean, I think there needs to be some kind of for everyone, not just for kids, Right. <laughs> like how much time do you spend on your devices? But I mean, kids, I mean, teenagers, you know, college kids have been so helpful for me, for my business even. And I remember when I was a college kid helping everyone yeah. with their business. So I think, you know, tapping into the youth is really refreshing and inspiring right. for sure. I think it's more, you know, it's going both ways now too. I think that that's the beauty of it now is that even in culture, you see the the realm, you see the youth quake, but that you see like the less ageism than ever before yeah. that we're all in this together and how we can all come together to help in any way. And we can all learn from each other, no matter your age, no matter what you come from or what you're doing in life. And so there's this beautiful community. And we see this a lot in New York yeah. that I think, and technology helps you create that. I could have never started Glam for Good and it could never have gotten to this level without technology. So whenever someone poo-poos it, I'm always like, you know what? I've been able to help so many thousands of women and girls and their families because of technology, truly, because yeah. we didn't have the funds to do it. We did it with technology to get what these people needed. So I, I think it's uh, like anything else, it has to be monitored and you have to use your own judgment with it. But you have always been such a creative force and visionary when it comes to style and beauty as a fashion director, editor, and stylist throughout the years. Glam for Good is your first entrepreneurial endeavor and you are wearing many hats. Has it been challenging to move mentally from a creative space to 
building your business and thinking about the numbers and quantification of things? Oh, absolutely. I think nowadays it really does help to be able to be good at a lot of things. You know, I think that it's really great to be well-rounded. So through this experience, I've had to teach my, I mean, I didn't know how to run a nonprofit. I've never, (laughs) I was not, you know, never thought in my life that when I started my career in fashion, that I'd be a nonprofit How? When did you start your career in fashion? Well, I was like the girl in Devil Wears Prada. I mean, I literally was. I came off the boat on Michigan. (laughs) I did. Anna Winter (laughs) interviewed me and I walked in and I was like totally chubby. Wait, you're from Michigan. I'm from Michigan. And I went to school and after school, I ended up in New York. No, and I didn't know anybody. And I ended up getting somehow a job to get a job interview at Vogue. And I went in and, you know, I wasn't like a socialites kid. I wasn't like some Upper East Side it girl. I literally was like 100 pounds overweight. I was not really fashionable. I had the terrible haircut. I was wearing these huge <laughs> shoulder pads at that time in the I 80s. I find that hard to believe. It was like a crazy shoulder pad moment in the 80s. Remember this? Is yes, I remember that. And I went in front of Anna Winter and I went into her office. They're like, Anna would like to see you now. And she had these big black glasses, just like the movie, man. Yeah. It was like my life. And to this day, you know, we talked. And to this day, I always thought, you know, I wonder why she hired me. And I think it was just my self-confidence. Yeah. I think it was just, I knew... Everything there was to know about Vogue, I was passionate about fashion. I studied it. And I think there's this lackadaisical attitude that a lot of people have, and that's why they don't succeed. That anyone in my career, any CEO, any uber talented, whether they're a celebrity, a musician, or running a Fortune 500 company, the only way that's happened is absolute and utter dedication and conviction and working hard every day, all day to reach your dreams. Yeah. And no one's going to do it but you. And so for me, I lack of fear. It's like that great quote that Oprah says, you get what you have the courage to ask for. I had the courage to go in and meet with Anna Wintour and ask for an interview. And I had the courage to sit in front of her, a woman that was like my idol and icon and tell her that I wanted to work for her and that she should hire me because I was really good at what I did. You know, and, <laughs> and I had really no idea That's what I was doing I at that you. time. That's awesome. So you get in life what you have the courage yeah. to ask for. And if you can't, I tell people all the time that you have to shout it from the rooftops. People will not give you anything if they don't know what you need. So right. you have to shout it from the rooftops. If you don't drink the Jamba Juice, no one else will, which is true. Like if I hadn't been saying glam for good, glam for good and living it, yeah. no, it wouldn't be emotionally connecting to people because right. I didn't believe in, in it. So I think going for it, you know, asking what you need, showing people that you care, showing people that you're convicted and working hard every day in every way. Yeah. Well, I have been watching you from the sidelines. <laughs> And I am ready to jump in. So I know I said earlier, and I'm going to enlist your brother, who's also a good friend of mine and a fellow athlete. I'm going to see if he will work with me to start some kind of athletic team where we can wear Glam for Good, like gear and t-shirts and help raise money and awareness on a street level. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. You guys could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of athletes that are looking to do something bigger than themselves that would love to represent 
Fantastic. Yeah. We would love so that. So if, if I can make it that. happen, I won't edit this out. Next year, we want you to run the marathon for good. 2019. Right. 2019. Maybe I'll try to do it too. I don't know, but I feel like I'm running a marathon every day right now, but I would love it. There's so many incredible sports uh, events out there that do empower good. And I'd love to be, we'd love Glam for Good to get more involved. Yeah. So Marnie, get it. You're on the move. You make it happen, girl. I'm right there. This has been so love uh, you as a human and support anything you want to do. And if you want to help Glam for Good, that's great too. And you're doing that right now. Yeah. And I'm going to shout it from the rooftop. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.